Don't look back. Don't look back. And the title of my message today is very simple. It pretty much leads into the theme, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I want to start by reciting this poem that I came across. This is what it says. Never look back at the wrong you've done because that wrong you can't undo. Just look ahead at the goodness of God and he will bring joy to you. Never look back at the failures you've had because they probably weren't failures at all. Just realize you are made in the image of God like a mountain you will stand tall. Never look back, never look back at what you should have done. On these thoughts your mind should rid. Just ask God to guide you day by day, then you can probably say, then you can proudly say what you did. Never look back at moments of pain because the only one that will hurt is you. Just keep your mind on the love of God and watch your gray skies turn blue. Never look back at material loss because nothing material ever lasts, but the things that God will give to you, nothing material can surpass. Never look back for what no longer exists because you won't find it anywhere. You won't find it anywhere. Just keep your eyes on the love of God. Look around you. It's always there. It's always there. You know, I really like Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 20, verses 20 to 23. It's, very, it's a very encouraging passage of scripture. And this is what it says. Strip yourselves of your former nature and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. In other words, you can overcome any negative situation. What this passage of scripture literally means is, you can overcome any negative situation or pain from your past if you just get with God and say, yes, it's true, this happened in my life. It's true, this, did this, this thing did happen in my life, but God, you are on my side and I know you have a perfect plan for me. All that we need to do is say, we acknowledge what happened, we acknowledge the, we acknowledge the difficult situation, we acknowledge the difficult times, but we also know, we have the assurance that God is with us. And in those moments, it's for us to say, God, I know this has happened. I know it's not great. It did not, it wasn't great for me. It wasn't great for my family. But God, I know that you are on my side. And I know that you have a good plan for me. I know you have a good plan for me. In fact, with God's help, you can do anything within his will for you. With God's help, you can do anything within his will for you. For example, God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be healthy. So if you need to lose weight and you decide to go on a diet, when the hunger pains start coming, no matter how much your flesh is screaming, you can set your mind to not give in. You can set your mind to not give in. How many of you have heard this? The mind of Christ rests on us. There's nothing within the will of God, within the plan of God, 
that way, as long as we stick to the will of God, as long as we stick to the plan of God, there's nothing that we cannot do. Which means that for many people, the beginning of the year, they want to stay healthy, they want to get fit. I would say keep it up till the end of the year. You know, it's a great thing. It's a good thing. You know, that when temptation, arri- when, 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 when temptation arises, you are more than able to say, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in. And it will enable you to see results. It will enable you to see results. And I really believe that that's the truth that applies to every other area of our lives. That's the truth that applies to every other area of our life. You know, I think a lot of us try to do things in our own strength without God. A lot of us try to do things in our own strength. Me, myself included. We try to do things without God. We want God. Our prayers are the right prayers. God, we want your word says that you are the author and finisher of my faith. God, I want you to lead me. I want you to be in the driver's seat. But when it comes to that moment, God, just wait. Just hang on just a minute. Let me deal with this for a moment. And if it does not work out, I will hand over the reins to you. And God being God, because God wants to give us freedom of choice. God will never force us into doing something. God will never force us into coming under his plan. And a lot of us have problems because we function out of our own strength and we want to do things without God. But in order to have the godly determination we need to get results, in order for us to have the godly determination we need to get results, we need to come under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We need to come under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and we need to have a vision. We need to have a vision. And my first thing this afternoon is you've got to have a vision. You've got to have a vision. The Bible says in Proverbs, where there is no vision, people perish. Where there's no vision, people perish. You've got to have a vision. You know, the Israelites stayed in the wilderness for 40 years because they couldn't see God's vision for their life. It was not a 40-year journey from getting out of Egypt towards the promised land. It was an 11-day journey. But the reason it took 40 years was because they were functioning in their own strength and they failed to see God's vision for their life, which is why it took them 40 years. They thought of everything in terms of their past. They even complained to Moses that they wanted to go back to Egypt. They told Moses, we were better off living our lives as slaves than coming out over here with you and walking into nowhere. We were better off living our lives as slaves. You know, we would be better off dying in Egypt than coming out over here. The problem why they spoke like that was they became so accustomed and so used to that past, they became so used to living as slaves that that became their way of life. You know, many of us might have said it this way many a times. When we're trusting God for something and it doesn't happen 
and then we change our language. If this is God's will for me, so be it. If God wants me to suffer, so be it. Have we said stuff like that? Yeah, maybe just me and one more person. Yeah, we say it. If it's not, if, if this is what God wants, fine. No, God doesn't want to punish you. God takes you through every, 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 every phase that God takes you through always has a building moment. There's always a preparing. It's true that God takes us through the wilderness, through the wilderness and through wilderness moments. And trust me, from experience, the wilderness, the wilderness, the wilderness moments that I've gone through have been some of the best in my life. Because God never takes you through the wilderness for you to suffer. He takes you through the wilderness to build you up and make you stronger. But over here, they became so used to the way of life, of, they became so used to living as slaves that they said, that, 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 that's what our life was like. That's what it's gonna be till the end. So be it. Why have you brought us out over here, Moses, in the middle of this desert to suffer? But they failed to see God's vision. God's vision was a land flowing with milk and honey. They failed to see that God wanted them to come out of slavery to freedom. They, 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 they failed to see that God brought them out from a place of being dead to coming to a place that they were going to be fruitful. And that's what happens. That's what happens. God wanted them to get a new vision, a land flowing with milk and honey. Let me say this. When God created the world, he created, you know, it's amazing. A couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, uh, I, I got super excited because, you know, uh, I heard of this meteorite shower that's taking place in Dubai at 11 p.m., and so my, I, I, I charged up the entire family. You know, my wife was not for it. And I was like, no, we're going to go and we're going to see this meteorite shower. At 11 p.m., we drove from home. We went in the middle of uh, half desert, Al-Qudra. And I stood there like one fool looking up, looking all over. But they didn't tell you that it could only be seen with an app. Yeah, they didn't tell you it could only be seen with an app. I didn't know, but I mean, I stood over there, okay? I was like, now we've come over here, let's just make something out of it. I stood over there, and it's amazing. You know, it's dark, but when you look up, and you gaze into creation, and immediately I downloaded one of those star apps, and I was looking in the sky, and when you gaze into creation, and you're like, wow! This has been created by my father. This has, been, this has been created by the God I serve. And so when God created, you know, I mean, we, we, we read in Genesis, the account of creation in Genesis, the first day, you know, the first day, the second day, the third day, you know, there was light separated from darkness and, you know, the, 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 the skies and the sea and the animals, the fish and everything. And then God created man. He created man. And we know that God created man with a hunger. God created man with a hunger. And let me say this, at some point in time, for all of us, there's an empty space on the inside of us. There's a vacuum. 
And that can only be filled in by God. That can only be filled in by God. And so God created Adam and Adam was hungry. Adam was hungry. But it's amazing that the vegetation, the fruits, and everything else was created before Adam. All that Adam had to do in that moment was pluck and eat. Pluck and eat. And what it simply tells me is that the provision existed before the need was created. The provision, or let me say it the other way. The provision, did I say it the right way? Yes. The provision existed before the need was created. Adam didn't have to work. All he had to do was pluck and eat. The provision existed before the need was created. If God could look after Adam at that point in time, how much more is God going to look for you? He's going to look out for you. He's going to look after you in 2024. How much more? All that you need to do is have a vision. Have a vision. If you want to see change happen in your life, you've got to get a vision that goes beyond what you've already seen and experienced. If you want to see change happen in your life, you've got to get a vision that goes beyond what you've already seen and experienced. And a good place to start is the promises in God's word. Is the promises in God's word. How many of you, when you are sick, you want to go around somebody who's going to tell you you're going to get even more sick? Nobody, right? But when you are sick, and when you declare and you speak scripture, the Bible says, I am your healer. By, by my blood, by my stripes, you are healed. The Bible is filled with promises. God's word is filled with promises. There are thousands of them, and you can claim each and every one of them for yourself. We need, this year, we need to learn how to encourage ourselves in the word. That's what David did in Psalm 27, verses 13 to 14. In the midst of his troubles, he said, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. I will be confident of this. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be confident of this, that I will see the goodness of God. God, right now, this might be momentary. It's not going the way I want it. I, 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 it's not going the way I desired for this to be, but I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. And I really believe, God, your word which says you will work out all things for my good. The second thing, stop staring at your past. Stop staring at your past. How many of you drive your car looking behind? No, right? Because the windshield is far more important and gives you a bigger perspective than your rear view mirror. But the problem is in, in the... In, even as human beings, 
A lot of us want to move forward by looking at the back. Oh no, but you know, God did this back then. God did this. Why isn't he doing it now? Why isn't he doing it now? Trust me. If you look back and you move forward, you're going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. The problem, with the, the problem with, the, with the Israelites were that they kept looking back that they were unable to see what God had for them, and that what God had ahead for them, what God had in store for them, a land flowing with milk and honey. Which is why they were so used to that, they wanted to go back. But stop staring at the past. You know, I really believe that God cancels the past, he transforms the present, and he reshapes the future. God cancels the past. He transforms the present. The Bible says, your past has been washed away. I've started a new beginning. He cancels the past. He transforms the present. And he reshapes the future. Stop staring at the past. Try, try. Walk out of church and try walking like that. Trust me, you walk like that down the road for 10 minutes, I will give you something next Sunday. Don't have someone pull your hand, okay? Don't have someone hold on to your hand. It cannot. Nothing in life under the kingdom of heaven can be achieved by looking at the past. Nothing. That's why stop staring at the past. Our hope should never be on what we... Our hope, our hope should never be based on what we can't see or what's in our past. Our hope should be based on the word of God and his promises for our life. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, it's a very famous verse. We all know this verse. It's, it's something we probably have in our houses, in our cars, or somewhere in the mirror. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See. How do we see? We see in faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. When things go wrong, he will make it right. Because someone greater is watching over me. We see in faith. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Turn to the person next to you and say, see. The other person, the other beautiful person you ignored, turn to them and say, please see. You also please see. And then it says, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And I love this. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Only God can make streams in the wilderness and only God can, only God can make a way in the wilderness and make rivers come out in the wasteland. Only God can do that. God is always doing something new. We need to use our gift of spiritual discernment to follow his plan and to stop following our own thoughts and feelings. Glance at your circumstance and stare at Jesus. Glance at your circumstance and stare at Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. You know, when, 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 just stay with me. I'm coming to my last point, but just stay with me. I've said this a number of times before, and I feel it very important to say this right now as well. Peter walking on water was not Jesus' idea. Peter walking on water was Peter's idea. When he saw Jesus walking on water, Peter was chilling in the boat, and then he saw Jesus walking, paraphrasing, okay? 
No in the Bible does it say that Peter was chilling in the boat. I assume that's what he was doing. So please don't say, please don't turn to the gospel and be like, Pastor Clinton said Peter was chilling in the boat. Where is it mentioned? No, I'm paraphrasing it. But Peter was in the boat and he saw Jesus walking on the water and he stood up and said, I want to know that I have it in me to do what you are doing right now. I want to know that what you are doing, Rabbi, Rabboni, friend, I want to know that I have it in me to do what you are doing right now. All that Jesus did in that moment was, he said, come. All that Jesus did in that moment was, he said, come. All of creation in that moment, hearing the command of their creator, say come, came into alignment with the word of God and kept Peter afloat even though he walked on water. All of creation, the seas, were, the, the seas were created by God. So all of creation in that moment, during the command of their creator, say come, came into alignment with the word of God and kept Peter afloat even though he, even though he walked on water. The Bible says he walked on water. The only time he started sinking was when he lost focus. When he shifted his focus. He shifted his focus away from Jesus and that's when he started sinking. But even then, there was a hand that reached out to him and pulled, it up, pulled him up. 2024, you want 2024 to be easy? Listen, it's not going to be easy. We will go through ups and downs. But you want 2024 to be great? You want 2024 to be great? It can't get even more simple than this. Fix your eyes on Jesus and he will fix everything concerning you. Fix your eyes on Jesus and he will fix everything concerning you. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. Peter walking in water towards Jesus, as soon as he shifted, that's when he starts sinking. Stop staring at your past. You've got to get a vision. Stop staring at your past. And the third and last thing, your circumstances cannot keep you down. Your circumstances cannot keep you down. Abraham had a choice to make in Genesis 13. You see, he and Lot had grown so wealthy. Lot, okay, he and his relative Lot had grown so wealthy that between the two of them, they had too many cattle to feed on the land. So Abraham said to Lot, let's split up. You know, let's split up. I'll give you the first pick of the land. Lot chose a lot. And he lost a lot also. Okay. Lot chose the best part of the Jordan Valley for himself. Abraham could have gotten really angry and upset. But he knew that if he kept a good attitude, God would bless him. Let's see what happened. Verses 14 to 15. The Lord said to Abraham, this is how God works. You thought your cousin, your relative took everything, the best part of, of what you should have got. But this is how God works. The Lord said to Abraham after the Lord had left him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are standing northward and southward, eastward and westward, for all the land which you see, 
I will give to you and to your descendants forever. Forever. Talk about a vision. Do you know what? As I bring my message to a close, I really believe that God will give you anything you can see as long as it's biblical. God will give you anything that you can see as long as it's biblical. If you will just stop thinking about everything you've lost, everything you're not, I'm not good, I'm not, I'm, 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 not, I'm not better than this person, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not this. Trust me, I've received so much of that in my early years, in my, you know, in my, year, in my early years, as I was growing up in life, people said you are good for nothing. You will, never, you will never go anywhere in life. You will not become anything in life. But that was my Abraham moment. That was my Abraham moment when God said, now lift up your eyes. And the same people who spoke about me and said I will not go anywhere in life came back to me for counseling in their marriages, came back to me for, for advice on what career they should choose, which job they should take. And from that, and, and, and at that point in time, I remember that verse, and I've held it very close to my heart. God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He takes the weakest things of the world to shame the strong. You may say, you know, everything I've, you know, you may think about, you may say that, you know, everything, I've lost everything. You know, you may think about everything you're not, everything you've given up, the way you've been treated, the way, the way you've been treated in the past and set, you know, and set your mind on other things. Set your mind on, on disappointment, on despair of being troubled. But I want you to stop thinking about all of those things. Stop thinking about all of those things. And you may be saying that this person treated me this way, that person treated me this way. You know, listen, in life, there'll be a whole bunch of things that will happen to us. But it's not worth it. The title of my message, it's not worth it. It's not worth pondering on those things. It's not worth it. Set your mind on his vision for your future. Set your mind on his vision for your future and God will bring you to your promised land. God will bring you. His desire is to bring you to your destiny. His desire is to bring you to that place of breakthrough. Is from you to go from victory to victory. Is to lift you up. Is to elevate you. Is to take you from glory of is to take you from glory to glory. But first you need to let go of what is behind. You need to let go of what lies behind and trust God. You need to let go of what lies behind and trust me. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so today, on, on this first service of the year, I just want to encourage you to look to God. Look to God and look ahead to what God has for you. I just want to give you two pieces of, two pieces of advice as I close. I know for some of us, the seven days went by really good. I mean, they were great. For some of us, it might have not been how we would like, how we would have liked it for it to be. 
But I just want to give you these two pieces of advice. Put aside everything of the flesh. Put aside everything of yourself. Put aside everything of, you know, your plans. I, 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 I. Put aside all of that. And rely on God completely. Trust God completely. Two pieces of advice. I said two pieces of advice. The first is to rely on God completely. And the second, trust the outcome. Trust the outcome. I know I've said all these three points. You know, I've said all these three points. What was the first point? No, what was the first point I said in the message? You've got to have a vision. Stop staring at your past. And your circumstances cannot bring you down. Rely on God completely and trust the outcome. Give me your stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I thank you for the family that you've blessed me with. I thank you for every person in this place. And God, even as we are hopeful for this year, I just pray, Lord, that it is going to be a blessed year for each and every one of us. God, we will not compare from where we are to what was in the past. But God, we would look to you every step of the way and believe you and trust you every step of the way, knowing that you have a perfect plan in place, knowing that you have a good plan in place. And God, we're just going to trust the outcome, your leading and your guidance. I just pray, Lord, that this week would be the best week thus far for each and every person filled with signs and wonders, breakthrough and victory, jobs and promotions, and so much more. That as we go week after week, we would experience and see the goodness of God more than we've ever seen before in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise.